I tell you what, it's such an honour to be here today, and I'm just so uh, privileged to have been asked to speak today. I'm very, very grateful, and of course we're very grateful, Monica and I are both very grateful for the very warm welcome. We haven't seen everyone yet, but hopefully we'll get to see you afterwards. Um, out on the lawn and socially distanced, Derek will be very good, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, it's wonderful to be here. Let's pray, shall we? Father in heaven, we give you thanks for all the great uh, blessings that you have given us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you have given to your church. We thank you, Lord, for the call of God upon our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the grace that sustains us as we journey together as your people, as your community. We thank you, Lord, uh, for your presence amongst us this day. And Lord, we thank you for Karen. Lord, we thank you for the gift that you have given to us in her. Lord, we are grateful for this amazing gift, and we want to honor you, Lord, as we honor her today. We thank you for all of your grace and all of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, as I say, it's a great privilege to be here. I think there's supposed to be a slideshow coming up. Um, there we go. And... Uh, it is, a, it is a privilege to be invited to come speak today, and uh, Karen, I remember we were standing on this platform 16 years ago, this very day, if I believe. Well, it's actually, we were here on the 13th, and we started work on the 14th, and so this is the 14th. So Karen has gone from day to day, started on the 14th and finishing on the 14th. I mean, she's always been an orderly person. Have you noticed that? She always likes to do things sort of, you know, orderly-like, and, uh, well, you've managed it. <laughs> I think she planned this three years ago, just so it yet yeah, on this day. <laughs> I don't know whether you know this, but uh, last year, <laughs> last year, the Guardian newspaper declared that 2020 was the year of Karen. No doubt they sent their journalists to interview this lady. They were in such great admiration of her character, so impressed by her achievements. They saw her as an exemplary human being. And they thought, well, who else? I mean, we've heard of Superman, we've heard of Batman, but this is the year of Karen. Um, unfortunately, Karen. <laughs> I, I went to Wikipedia and uh, <laughs> Karen is a pejorative term. Oh dear. <laughs> This really was a mistake to invite me, wasn't it? <laughs> Karen is a pejorative term for women seeming to be entitled or demanding beyond the scope of what is normal. Oh my goodness, and then Suzanne, Heather Suzanne Woods, professor of something at uh, Kansas State University says, well, I can give you the defining, the, the defining characteristics of a Karen. Uh, a Karen is uh, possessed of a sense of entitlement. 
characterized by selfishness, a tendency to complain, demands that the world exist according to her standards, little regard for others, and willing to risk or demean others to achieve her own ends? Oh dear. (laughs) If only those who had coined this term could have met our Karen. If only those who had coined this term could have met this Karen. They would never have settled on her name as the target of of their anger. Never. I have no doubt whatsoever. You know, this, this term originated in the black communities in North America. And their anger in many, many ways is legitimate. Their anger at some of the treatment that they have experienced. And uh, some of you would have seen the video that emerged from Central Park last year, for example. Uh, the person wasn't called Karen, by the way. <laughs> but somehow this, this name, and it's no longer a name, it became a term. But if only they could have met this Karen, I don't think they would ever in their wildest dreams said, oh, we're going to settle on this name and this term as the object of our anger. Because as I look at that list, I see this Karen as the polar opposite of everything that I see there on that list. Can you say amen? You know, a sense of entitlement? No, not this Karen, yeah? Selfishness is the defining characteristic of her life. Give me a break. Not this Karen, right? Always complaining. At times, I think she probably has a good grounds for complaining. But I don't think I've ever heard it. Complaining. Not this Karen. Demands that the world exist according to her standards. No, not this Karen. I can't believe the next couple at all. Little regard for others. Everybody say it with me. Not this Karen. Willing to risk or demean others in order to get her own way. No, 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 no. Not this Karen. Not this Karen at all. When I think of Karen, and uh, when I think of Karen, uh, I think of Karen from my experience and uh, my relationship with Karen. You will think of Karen from your experience and your relationship with Karen. And some of you have had longer years than I have of journeying with Karen. And some of you have known her in different ways than I have known her. But when I think of Karen, I cannot possibly think of her in terms of this awful caricature. (laughs) When I think of Karen, and I'm just going to give you three things that come to me as I think of Karen. And And uh, you will no doubt have your own things and you will no doubt uh, have different things. And I think very likely you will even have better things. But these are my, I I could have come up with many more and there are subgroups under here. But when I think of Karen, I think of her lightness of spirit. I think of her lightness of spirit. Now, what do I mean by that? Karen is possessed with a sense of joyfulness. There is a quiet happiness about her. There's a ready laugh. 
There's a, uh, a willingness uh, to share a joke. There's a, a, a sense of humor, sometimes very dark. <laughs> there's, a, there's just this sense of joy about Karen that characterizes her life. And as I look at Karen, I see that. And, and, and in my experience of Karen over the years, I've seen that sense of joy, a joyfulness that sustains her as she goes through her days and her years. And uh, I have seen, actually, I have seen Karen a little put out. <laughs> I've even, on one or two occasions, seen her fume. <laughs> and that just served to remind me, oh, good, good, at least she's human. <laughs> this is not a superficial optimism. It's not merely, I think it is true, Karen, that you have a personality and you have a, a, a natural temperament which is pretty buoyant, naturally, but I, I think it's more than that. The scripture says in Galatians 5 and 22 that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. I, I think we could actually go through and name all and say, yep, tick. This Karen, love, tick. This Karen, Joy, tick. This, Karen, peace, tick. Patient, tick. Good and kind, tick. You know, we could go through all of the fruits of the Spirit and say, ah, this, Karen, is characterized by these things. But it's not just a sunny disposition or a naturally buoyant personality. This is a hard-won joyfulness that I've seen in Karen. This is a joyfulness that's been tested time and again in the furnace. This is a joyfulness that has emerged from fiery trials. This is a joyfulness that has been fashioned at times in the midst of heartache and struggle. This is a joyfulness that I believe has been born and sustained by the Spirit of God. Fed by sub subterranean streams. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> It did sound much better on the paper. <laughs> Fed by deep waters and wells <laughs> of hope. Hope in the gospel. Hope in the promise of the gospel. Hope founded in the, in the goodness and the faithfulness of God. I think we're hitting bedrock when we start saying, what, what is it that fuels this hope? What is it that fuels this joy? And we find it, a spirit work. And Karen, when I think of you, I think of your lightness of spirit. The second thing, when I think of Karen, I, I think of her amazing giftedness. You know, I was going to preach this morning. You know, Derek did ask me to bring a main message. And I, and I really did try, Derek, I, I promise. I was going to preach on the parable of the talents. And I did some reading and some research. And I studied the passage and I wrote my notes. And, I, and then I threw it away. Uh, <laughs> but Karen is a five-talent woman, no doubt. Karen is a five-talent woman, no doubt. Uh, she, she has received remarkable gifts. Now, it is a truth universally acknowledged, with apologies to Jane Austen, <laughs> that a woman in possession of a theological degree 
will seek a ministry and or a church. <laughs> there is another truism, though, at work, and it's a truism that unfortunately is true, or not least in Baptist churches, that many times it seems that a woman has to be twice as good as any bloke in order to get a, get a position and an opportunity. Have you heard that? Some of you ladies have, haven't you? <laughs> well, Karen is that bloke. <laughs> Shall I go and sit down? Mark, I think you better get up here and pray. <laughs> Karen is that woman. <laughs> Amazingly gifted. Amazingly gifted. Academically, when she finished a degree down at the seminary, um, I don't know that you've ever told people this. You're not the kind of person who would, but so I'm going to. Did you know that she got the Janet West Prize? You might think, well, who on earth is Janet West? I actually don't know, but she has got a prize. The Australian College of Theology, you know, 16 or 17 colleges right around the country, uh, thousands of students every year. If there's a suitable candidate, the prize does not get awarded every year, but if there's a suitable candidate who meets the high benchmark of uh, the grades required, uh, out of all the students around the country, they award that prize. And in the year that Karen graduated, they awarded the Janet West Prize to Karen as the most outstanding scholar graduating uh, from the whole national candidate, uh, group of schools and students that year academically gifted. Karen's got amazing leadership gifts, excellent and well-developed leadership gifts. She's a spirit-led leader. I remember one day, she, you know, when, uh, you know, we're thinking, how do we move into the community? And uh, we, we had discerned, I think, as a congregation together that we wanted to um, really focus on reaching young children and families and so forth and uh, the idea of starting a play group and then later on a kindy and so forth but uh, she was praying and said I just keep praying and praying and praying saying God who is the person she said I just keep coming back to this lady actually over here it's wonderful to see you guys and and Elaine and uh, she goes and talks to her and Elaine says well you know, this is what I used to do when I was, <laughs> I was trained and back, was back in Ireland, back in Ireland. This is what, this is what I used to do, was uh, run little playgroups and kindergartens for children and so forth, and uh, spirit-led leader. She knows how to strategize. She knows how to plan. She knows how to execute. She knows how to, uh, to delegate and to mentor and to coach. She's a competent networker. She can do all of these things. Excellent leadership gifts. One of the most, I guess, visible of Karen's gifts is her amazing ability to communicate as a speaker of God's word. Her amazing ability. I've heard many people preach over the, over the years. There was a, we were at an event two years ago, three years ago. It was April 16th. I think it was the 16th. It might have been the 17th, but I think it was the 16th, 2018. We were at the 
Baptist pastors retreat. We had the, a fellow uh, speaking that year. It was Stuart Cameron, I believe, Mark. Stuart Cameron from the Gold Coast uh, leads a great big church over there. He's a leader of the Evangelical Uniting Church movement in, in the Gold Coast area. Uh, very influential and very capable, very... Um, very good minister and he was speaking and Mark I'm sorry you spoke and it was a great message Mark it really was <laughs> if I remember Mark it was uh, be different so you can make a difference <laughs> but I'm sorry Karen put you in the shade <laughs> they, they, they didn't even announce, if I remember correctly, they didn't even announce that Karen was going to be the speaker because if they had have announced that a woman was going to be the speaker, some of the ministers might not have come. I don't know that I've ever heard a more profound, evocative and moving message than I heard that day. Karen has amazing, amazing gifts as a speaker of God's word. And then, of course, Karen the encourager. So, I'm not going to read these out because then it will become about me and not about Karen. <laughs> but, dear Michael, a note to encourage you at this busy time. And then she writes, you know, a card and a half. <laughs> And, uh, dear Michael, as we start this new year, and on the eve of a new term of serving at LBC, and just another card and a half, with arrows. You probably can't see it from there. <laughs> oh, another one. I can see Sandra's influence here. <laughs> dear Michael, you did a great job. And on it goes. Sometimes she didn't have a card to hand. <laughs> she grabbed whatever she could find and just scribble on the back. I'm trying to think what year. This is just saying that it's the 4th of June, but we don't know what year it is. But I'm kind of thinking, well, it was pretty early to be on that card. Michael, thank you. <laughs> and she writes a card. And another card, and another card, and I've still got others. Karen the encourager. I, I think that many of you will probably have a card or two. I think that many of you, if it's not been a card, it's been a word. It's been a visit. It's been a smile. It's been a prayer. Karen the encourager. Karen has amazing gifts. And we thank God, who is the giver of every good and perfect gift. Third thing. I, I better finish. I will finish soon. <laughs> the, the, the final thing so firstly her lightness of spirit that deep well of joyfulness the amazing giftedness and the final one was her deep resilient and persistent faithfulness and this, is, this faithfulness is exhibited in Karen's devotion to God her serious devotion to God her serious devotion to the work of God to the people of God to the call of God to the will of God for 16 years now, Karen has been seriously faithful to the work of God and to the people of God here at LBC. Her faithfulness, I think, has been abundantly 
uh, exhibited in so many ways, your work ethic. I used to laugh. I, I used to think, Karen, I don't know how you, well, I do know how you get so much done. I, I used to joke that Karen is a fast and I am a slow. You know, my natural speed is uh, sort of slowly plod along, you know, get there in the end. A bit like the turtle, you know. But Karen is not a slow. Karen is a fast. She is on go. She is moving at full speed and uh, achieving so much. An amazing work ethic. I think even more importantly, her compassion and her people. I remember in the very early days, Karen used to say to me, I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't want people to think that all I do is pastoral care. Don't worry, Karen, you haven't been pigeonholed, but I, I, I've only met very few people who have such compassion and such commitment to the people of God, who care so deeply, really care for what's going on in people's lives, really care for people in every situation. Her faithfulness to build links and connections and relationships with the surrounding community. And I, I remember that this is a phrase that Karen has used, so that if LBC were ever to be removed or disappear from this community, she would be immediately and greatly missed. I want to say to you, Karen, in the words of uh, the parable of the talent, and I, I'm going to be presumptuous now, sorry, Lord, uh, because really it's the Lord who will speak these words, but I, I, I'm very confident that the Lord will say these words, well done, Karen, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. One last thing. I have got a message for you. <laughs> I'm trying to be obedient <laughs> to what Derek has said. <laughs> the scripture I have, just a single verse, the scripture I have had on my heart over the last couple of weeks was Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7. I tried to bury it with Matthew 25, but it has surfaced again. Remember your leaders... Those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. For the last 16 years at LBC, we've had the gift of one of God's greatest gifts, one of God's most precious gifts. We've had the gift of a Karen, a Karen who puts to one side, the awful caricatures. They could never, they could never hold a candle to this Karen. And in fact, in this Karen, we find somebody worth imitating. In this Karen, we find somebody whom the New Testament writers might refer to as truly a saint. We are all saints, but some, some of us have lived more deeply into that identity that we all share in Christ. It's an identity that we all have, but we are called to live deeply into that identity. And Karen is someone who has done that. She would never say this about herself, so somebody's got to say it, right? <laughs> so imitate. You don't have to imitate the car she drives. You don't have to imitate, you know, other things about her, but imitate her faith. Imitate her response to the call of God. Imitate the way in which she has conducted herself as a woman of God. 
imitate the way in which she has conducted herself in an exemplary way as a minister of the gospel, as an exemplar of what it means to be a Christian, of somebody who sets the standard. If you want to be a Christian, look at this lady and say, I will follow her faith. I will follow the way her faith has come to expression in her life. I will follow her jumping in, boots and all. A life given to the service of God. A life given to the service of God's people. I will learn to trust God deeply in all of life. I will learn to take my concerns and my heartaches, my worries. I will learn to take everything to God in prayer. I will learn to trust God deeply. I will learn to care for others deeply. There's no other way of doing that except being with them. Caring for them actually with a love with its sleeves rolled up. Practical. I will learn to care deeply for other people. Use it or lose it. Well, that's the gifts. Every one of us have wonderful gifts that we've been given by God. Karen has used them. Karen has used... The, the natural gifts, the spiritual gifts, everything that God has given, every opportunity, the time that we have on this earth, Karen has used it for the service of God and his people. Let's use it, not lose it. In Karen, we have an example of what it means to live with integrity, to live honorably. And the scripture says to honor those who are worthy of honor. And Karen, you are most worthy of honor. And perhaps with Karen, we can leave a legacy of faith, a a legacy of kindness, a legacy of service to others. Lord, we thank you for this gift that you have given us in Karen Siggins. We thank you, Lord, for her service over many years. We thank you, Lord, that we have been privileged to have ringside seats as one of the saints in the kingdom of God, has gone about your work. Really a normal human being, just like the rest of us. But Lord, with a heart turned towards God and devoted to him and to his people, we thank you. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord Jesus Christ look you full in the face and give you his peace. Thank you.